All right, let us pray. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for your word. The entrance and unfolding of your word gives light. Its unfolding brings discernment to the simple. We thank you, Father, that your word is sharper than any double-edged sword, dividing us under even to bone and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intents of the heart. We thank you, Father, that as we receive your word, we're transformed into your very image. We thank you, Father, that we receive power, grace, joy as we study your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our teacher, for teaching us all things, for bringing us, bringing all things to our remembrance and for showing us things to come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. How are we all doing today? All right. All right. So our memory verses is taken from 1 Peter 5, 5 and from John 4, 6. Excuse me, James 4, 6. <laughs> James 4, 6. 1 Peter 5, 5, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And James 4, 6, for he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about humility and grace, and we're looking at the misconceptions of grace. And the first misconception of grace that we took was that first misconception, God is all grace and not judgment. And we said that God is a God of judgment and not just a God of grace. The Bible says that vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. And so God is a God of judgment and not just grace. And then we look, we're looking now into misconception number two, which states that grace is a license for lasciviousness. Grace is a license for lasciviousness. And we said lasciviousness is being lustful or it's a strong desire to do that which is evil. Unbridled passion. Hallelujah. And so we're we're looking into several chapters of Romans. So we looked at Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 7, Romans chapter 8. You want to read those chapters. Romans chapter 6, in summary, is talking about how to be dead to sin. So you want to be dead to sin. And 
Romans chapter 7 essentially is talking about how to be dead to the law. So you want to be dead to sin as well as to the law. Amen? Amen? I said amen. So you may ask what the difference is. One of the things that you want to understand, of course, being dead to sin means that you've heard you've heard of the saying that you're dead to me so you want to be dead to sin in the sense that sin does not recognize you as existing anymore that's in relation to sin now you also want to be dead to the law because the power of sin is the law now, does that mean that the law is unholy? No, it's not. It's holy. The only thing is that the law, when the law came, it awakened the desire for sin. Hallelujah. Because the law, if, the, if there was no law, then people would not recognize that they had sinned or were sinners. So the law coming brought or awakened the consciousness of sin. Hallelujah. So let, let, me, let me give an example. So if you, I gave this example before. So if you pass by a door that doesn't have any sign on it, it doesn't hold any uh, curiosity to you until you see a big sign that says, do not enter. Then the desire to enter it is there. Or if you're driving on the road and there's a speed limit that says 50 miles an hour, there's a desire that is awakened to do more than 50. So the law awakens a desire to break the law. Of course, breaking the law is sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so let's look at Romans 8. Last week, we talked about the three parts of the of the human. Man is made of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And the spirit man is the real man, the real man, the real person. The mind consists of the intellect, the will, and the emotions, and also the imagination. Hallelujah. And then we have the body, the body. One of the things you're going to find out is that how God created us is that we should the mind should be receiving instructions from the spirit. The body receives instructions from the mind. And so if your mind is not renewed, your body will not be either. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So for example, if you're thinking of food, for instance, if you're sitting and thinking of food, you shouldn't be thinking of food right now. But if you 
uh, thinking of food, your body will respond to that thought. So, for example, if you're thinking about food, you may, you may salivate or your stomach will grumble. Hallelujah. The same way, uh, so if you're thinking of something else, let's say right now you're hearing bad news. You shouldn't be listening to bad news, but if you're listening to it, your body responds to that in, with trembling. If the same way, if you hear good news, your body will also respond too with joy. Hallelujah. So the mind, the body responds to the mind. That's why you have to keep your mind renewed. And so if you want to stay healthy constantly, you should be thinking good thoughts. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. All right, so we're looking at Romans 8. Let's look at Romans 8. Uh, Romans chapter 8 from verse 1. It said, therefore there is no... Are we there? Therefore there is now no condemnation, no adjudging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and death. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and death. I'll repeat that again. For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, the law of our new being has freed me from the law of sin and death. Now, we've, we, we see here that there are two laws in operation, the law of sin and death and the law of of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So it's either you're operating in one or the other. There is no middle ground. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Some people say they want to be free to do whatever they like. And a lot of times they, they're wanting to be free to do whatever they like means that they may be operating in the law of sin and death. The Bible says that the law of sin and death states that the soul that sinneth shall die. The soul that sinneth shall die. So that means that if you continue in sin, you will die. Let's look at Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Uh, let's read from verse 12, actually, Romans 6, 12. Are we there? So it says, Let not sin therefore rule as king in your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies to make you yield to its cravings 
and be subject to its lusts and evil passions. Do not continue offering or yielding your bodily members and faculties to sin as instruments, tools of wickedness, but offer and yield yourselves to God. Offer and yield yourselves to God as though you have been raised from the dead. Have we been raised from the dead? Yes, when we, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we become new species of beings. We become born again. We died with him and we're buried and we also rise with him. And of course, this is properly represented in baptism. It says, do not continue offering or yielding your bodily members and faculties to sin as instruments, tools of wickedness, but offer and yield yourselves to God as though you have been raised from the dead to perpetual life and your bodily members as faculties to God, presenting them as implements of righteousness. So we should, we should present our bodies as implements of righteousness and not as instruments of sin. Hallelujah! Or instruments or tools of wickedness. For sin shall not any longer exert dominion over you, since now you are not under the law as slaves, but under grace as subjects of God's favor and mercy. Hallelujah! So because you are no longer a slave to sin, doesn't mean that you're no, you not a slave to righteousness. So it's, you, you take one or the other. It's either you're a slave to sin or you're a slave to righteousness. So which one would you choose? Righteousness. Hallelujah. So even though you're free from sin, you're still bonded to righteousness. You're a slave to righteousness. So what then are we to conclude? Shall we sin because we live not under the law, but under God's favor and mercy? Certainly not. I'm reading from verse 15, Romans 6:15. Do you not know that if you continually surrender yourselves to anyone to do his will, you are the slaves of him whom you obey, whether that be to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness, which is right doing and right standing with God. So that verse is saying there that it's either you're surrendering yourselves continually to sin, or you Surrender yourselves continually to righteousness. Hallelujah. But 17 says, But thank God, though you were once slaves of sin, you have become obedient with your heart to the standard of teaching in which you were instructed and to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, you have become the servants or slaves of righteousness of conformity to the divine will in thought, purpose, and action. Now, here are some things that sin does. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 
Proverbs chapter 2, one of the things that sin does is it takes away your health. Hallelujah. It takes away your health. So let's look at it. Proverbs. Chapter 3. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. From verse 7. Are we there? Proverbs chapter 3 verse. From verse chapter. I mean from verse 7. It says, Be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. It shall be health to your nerves and sinews and marrow and moistening to your bones. It says, Be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn it entirely away from evil. Turn entirely away from evil. Turn away from it entirely. And then it shall be health to your nerves and sinews. Difference between nerves and sinews. Some people have a nervous breakdown. And the primary reason may be that they're not walking in the fear and worship of the Lord. Your sinews are your muscles. Sinews, muscles. So it affects your nerves, your muscles, and your bones. Hallelujah. Marrow and moistening to your bones. One of the places where uh, the blood platelets are produced is in the bone marrow. If the bone marrow stops or dries up or is not moist, then it means that a person may be suffering from leukemia, which means that the bone's marrow is not producing enough blood. So obeying being free from sin and in turning entirely from wickedness and evil gives health to your body. We also looked at another one. Let's look at Proverbs 23. We saw also that sin can also cause poverty. Proverbs 23. Are we there? Proverbs 23. From verse 20. Alright, it says, Do not associate with wine-bibers. Wine-bibers means to imbibe wine. You're a professional wine drinker or a drunkard. Do not associate with wine-bibers. Be not among them, nor among gluttonous eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness 
shall clothe a man with rags. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. So being a drunkard and a glutton is sin. Is that not correct? Hello? So sin can lead to poverty. And it does lead to poverty. So one of the things that we were talking about last week was we're talking about how to walk in the Spirit. Because if when you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. All right, Galatians 5, verse 16. I'll read from verse 14. For the whole law concerning human relationships is complied with in the one precept, you shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. But if you bite and devour one another in partisan strife, be careful that you and your whole fellowship are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh. That human nature without God. For the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit. And the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh, the godless human nature. For these are antagonistic to each other, continually withstanding and in conflict with each other. So that you are not free, but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. But if you are guided or led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the doings, practices of the flesh are clear and obvious. They are immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, ill-temper, selfishness, divisions or dissensions, party spirit, factions, sects with peculiar opinions and heresies, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness, 
peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So one of the things that we want to do is to receive instructions from our recreated human spirit. And the way to do that is to continue to think on the the things that are pure and holy. Uh, The Apostle Paul admonishes us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse says, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, what is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, we should think on these things. But you can't think on these things if you're focusing on bad news. Hallelujah. Because whatever it is that you're focusing on, you become. So if you continue to listen to bad news, you are going to think on bad things. So think on good things. One way to walk in the Spirit is to set your mind Things that are above and not beneath. Hallelujah. Set your mind on things that are above and not beneath. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so one of the things that we mentioned before is that in the scriptures, the spirit and the soul are used interchangeably. But we identified last week that The spirit and the soul are different. The spirit and soul are different. And the soul is the dividing line between the spirit and the body. The the soul receives instructions from the spirit realm, or should, but it can also receive instructions from the body. So if your body conscious, you will be receiving instructions a lot from your body but you should be receiving instructions from your mind from your your spirit your spirit your spirit your spirit so as you're walking in the spirit and you're renewing your mind with the word of god your mind becomes christ like and when your mind becomes christ like your body eventually will become christ like also So don't be tempted to give people a piece of your own recreated mind. Hallelujah. should always be the mind of Christ. Because whatever you continue to practice, that is what you become. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. All right, at this juncture, I will take questions. If there are any questions. Any questions online? You can unmute yourself if you 
want to ask a question. Any questions in-house? All right, uh, that is all we'll be, that we'll take for today. And we will be going into the other parts of the service. Stay tuned.